0: Every single day, and I'm going to be here weekly with your dose of inspiration, applications, strategies, and tips to make changes you love to live with. Hello, hello, Jennifer Saunders. Welcome to the Making Changes You Love to Live With podcast. Thank you for being here. It's such an honor to have you. I was just saying before. Uh, we hit record. I was like, I need to save all the good stuff for the podcast. But your words are like, so, has been so like medicine to me. Like I thought I was supposed to be helping you. You've been a fitness inspirer for years. And so I thought I was supposed to be helping you. And But you helped me just as much, um, probably more than I help you. So thank you for being here. I'm excited and kind of hear your insights and your secrets, if you will, because there's like a trending when I or glow up, glow mm-hmm. up is like a trending thing right now. Have you seen any of that? Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 And so I just thought of you, and I thought of just like the beauty that radiates. From the inside out, right? And so that, that sounds like so cliche, but it's true. Like sometimes you just see that in people, and uh, it's more than the surface, right? It's more than the surfacey things. And I just, I know you've been through some crazy stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like you have come out. And you continue to come out on the other side and you continue to show up. And that's not always easy. That's not always easy. So will you tell us a little bit about yourself, whatever you want us to know?
1: So since we're talking, well, first, thank you for having me. I'm like beyond excited. Of course. And I was saying to myself, what am I gonna say? Like, you know, but but I do believe in my experience, in my story, right? So I'm just gonna kind of go to the heart of sort of, I think where a lot of my transformative times came because I feel certain, I believe that very early on, I had an, an empathic feeling about people, I'll say that. Like I remember early on just sort of feeling people, right? And seeing, like seeing them, right? Not just looking at them. So I remember that early on. But we'll fast forward to, and, and I want to really share this part because it's important about you also. The part about where my husband got sick and ultimately passed away. That experience, I think, really was transformative. Obviously, right? It, it would transform anyone. I want to sidebar really quick to say, when we talk about helping each other, yeah. I, I don't think people, I, I don't know if people know how much you help people, but a quick sidebar story is In the last couple months of his life, I was essentially living in the Hershey Medical Center with him. You orchestrated so many times coming to my house and having things taken care of at my house. And so I was able to just kind of be there and you orchestrated things being taken care of for me here. So I want to share that, I want people to know that part of you. I'm sure they know how helpful you are, but like to my core, I'm grateful to you and what you brought to my life in that most challenging time. So I want to share that first. But anyway, you go through somebody being sick and, you know, you go through the chemotherapy and, you know, so he was, he was diagnosed in December and passed away the next November. So that happened very quickly. So you go through that and you're figuring, how am I going to come out of it? We fast forward. He passed away in November. That next April, I had a heart attack. Like just months later, I have a heart attack and I'm going, what in the world? Yeah. Fast forward, and you know how I have asthma very badly, but fast forward that summer and the rest of that year, I was in the ER. I'm not exaggerating when I say probably like 30 times, like for the rest of that year, it was to the point of, it was like almost every seven to 10 days in the emergency room. And so, yeah, yeah you you go through all those things, but like you said, you come out on the other side. And so, I would say the first thing that I want to share is like I, I did. I, I never sort of lost my ability to keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. And so, two things that I always thought of when I was going through that—it's it's so this is cliche, Kirsten. People would say to me like, "How are you doing?" and I would say, or "How are you making?" and I would say. All I can think is left, right, repeat.
0: Yeah.
1: There was, there was um, a mud run that's called left, right, repeat. Yeah. And I saw their logo. I saw like their brand. And I went, that's it. I mean, it's that basic. Yeah. One step, one step, one step. Like that was it. Just left, right, repeat. I lived by that mantra many, many days. <laughs> just sort of just, just keep taking a step. And then the other one and another very cliche, another platitude. But people would say to me, you know, how are you doing? And I would say, I'm hanging on by a thread, but a thread is all you need. Yeah. Right? Because if you just have that one thread, right, like that's that's it. And so those two things carried me and still carry me today. So when things get hard, maybe it is just a left-right repeat and when things get hard maybe it is just a just that thread yeah. like just just don't let go of that one thread.
0: Yes. Here's the thing is I've heard the hanging on by a thread part many many times mm-hmm. but you kind of I've never heard it said like that that's all you need is a thread. Mm-hmm. And so that is like so powerful. So powerful and I would like to like affirm you and say that I I have always seen that in you like knowing and like seeing people and it is a real gift. And like, honestly, even like we've been doing a lot of things through screens lately and you have to have like another level to really like see people in that way to feel it mm-hmm. through a screen and you have that gift. So I want to like, thank you for sharing that because Sometimes we can have gifts and we can just be like, oh, it's fine. Either like downplay them and mm-hmm. not use them or just like not even like recognize and move towards our gifts. Right. So um, is there like how I'm curious because so, like I remember different times when you kind of like rose to the occasion in those times that were really meaningful to me, like I noticed it. And um, when to know, because it's not like you're a, uh, I'm a very much like personality. I'm like busting, like very, you know. So it would, people would understand how I would just be like, all right, let's do this thing. But you don't come off like that, but you know when the time is to like rise to the occasion. Like I will never, never ever forget when I got diagnosed with cancer months, it was like two months before your husband got diagnosed with cancer and we brought it in at the end. Oh. I don't know my, like I will always remember. So just quickly sharing, she almost had to be there. Like we brought it in and Jennifer who I call Jen, I'm sorry. I, mm-hmm. I have to show up your name. It just yeah, <laughs> um, She just like, started speaking and like everyone was just like hearts. And I just immediately, like, I mean, it was a flashball memory in a positive way. Like it was so impactful to me and meaningful. And there's been so many times where I've like kind of leaned into that kind of feeling of support. And so in times like that, it could be different. We all have our gifts, but that is one of your gifts. So when, how do you know when to just like step up? Like talk to us about that because I feel like we can all benefit from stepping into our gifts in Mm -hmm. a big way like that.
1: Yeah. So, you know what the first thing is? It's talking about fear
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and the lack of fear. And so I think a lot of people, when things get uncomfortable, they lean away from it. Okay. And what I have worked on and continue to work on, because i I have recognized times when I didn't do that, Kirsten, because I remember that very distinctly. Mm-hmm. I remember times when I didn't do that, and I knew everything inside of me was telling me that I was supposed to lean in. And I remember moments that I didn't, and those uh-huh. feel as strong to me, if not stronger, than the moments that I actually did do it. Mm-hmm. right and so there's there's this thing that I've been cultivating that says step outside of the fear, right? Um, I went to a conference for Joyce Meyer years ago and it was about fear. And one of the main things that she would say is do it afraid, mm-hmm. right? And, and I loved that because I've stayed with that whole, it, it's okay if you're afraid, right? Because fear is natural. Mm-hmm. We're, we're always going to have fear, do it afraid.
0: Yeah.
1: So don't not do it, just go ahead and know that fear is going to be there. But um then and this is so common, they talk about fear and faith both have to do with being afraid of something that may or may not happen. Mm -hmm. But one will pull you, push you away from it, and one will lean you into it. And so you can be afraid, but how much time can you lose being afraid of what may never happen? Right. Right. And so I'm not gonna say I don't have fear. Yeah, I'm just gonna say that I've sort of learned to maybe um cultivate it more into faith to say, so if you're afraid of something and you spend all your days being afraid of it and it never happens, how many days did you lose, right? Because you were spending time being afraid of it versus I acknowledge that something feels uncomfortable. I'm not sure what the outcome is going to be, but I'm not going to spend my energy in the what about, what if, the negative, the negative, the negative? So, and I say that because I've already been down that path. Right? I've, I've already seen the most negative thing that can happen. Me being afraid didn't stop that outcome. Right. And I think that's the other thing that helped me get to this place, right? Because my fear didn't change the negative outcome. But what it could have changed was how many days I lost mm-hmm. while I was waiting for whatever that outcome to happen <clears throat> to be. So... For me, it's just that I kind of just get very aware and I just say, and I don't even spend time thinking about it anymore. I don't spend time having dialogue with myself anymore. It's just that when it shows up, just move. When it shows up, just act. Yeah. Because if I talk about it in my head, I'm not gonna do it. Right. I'm gonna talk myself out of it. Right. So, but a lot of it is fear. Honestly, some fear, fear will take so much time from us. Right. You know, and it takes a lot of energy.
0: Right. So in that scenario, you, like, I think there's a certain amount of awareness that you are breathing past as well. Like, you know, the awareness, like you said, that you remember the times where you were like, okay, I felt it. And there's a a few times in a different way that I've noticed that in my own life. And that's really interesting. And it's like, okay, if I something in my body and my intuition in my heart I couldn't explain it with my head right I felt it Mm -hmm.
1: in
0: my heart in my body my gut and there's been times I've gone that way yeah and and I try to like celebrate the people that have been like come alongside of you because it'd be one thing I'm getting off on a side note. Like we can all do that for each other, right? So like, it'd be one thing if you stepped out in fear because you felt it in you. And like, that was so powerful. If we'd all been like looking away, you know what I mean? But we were all like just inspired and cultivated by your words and the feeling. Like, I don't remember probably 98% of the words you said, but it was the feeling of the support that I do remember. So I just want to encourage everyone like that one, we can like step beside each other and like celebrate stepping out and courage like that. Um, and then also know that it's like, you know, noticing when something else, the insight was there and you stepped into it. And it's worth the being uncomfortable, like mm-hmm. avoiding mm-hmm. discomfort is not going to make you feel more comfortable. Is that right? The, <laughs> right.
1: <Yeah>. Yep. <clears throat> that's so true.
0: We talk about this in fitness and fitness inspired. It's like coming up against the edge, right? I don't want yeah. you like to blast through it. Like that is not kind of relying on, you know, checking in and, and things like that either. But I think that's so, so cool. So, hey, hey, thanks for listening. I wanted to introduce to you a few of my friends who are also entrepreneurs, small businesses who I think are making a great impact. Here they are. Christine Borst of Christine Borst Creative Studio here. I'm a professor and therapist turned creative entrepreneur, and I want to offer listeners of this podcast 10% off my Etsy shop featuring whimsical art and fitness inspired gear. Find links to my shop at Christine Borst.com, C H R I S T I N E, B as in boy, O R S T.com, and follow me on Instagram at Christine Borst Creative Studio. Use the code F I two zero two one for 10% off your order. Hi, this is Courtney with Beauty Counter. On average, a woman uses 12 personal care products a day. This means we may be exposing ourselves to hundreds of chemicals and toxins before leaving the house in the morning. The personal care and cosmetics industry in the United States is unregulated, which means that everything we use from deodorant to body wash, lipstick, mascara is full of harmful ingredients. The great news is that it only takes three days of using safer products to see a decrease in your toxicity levels. Email me for more information and a 20% off code for beauty counter at C a chambers three at gmail.com. Sweet. Let's get back to our conversation. All right. So when have you seen, so like when I blow up, you know, I always say to people, I said this a lot, um, all through my life, like when I grow up, like, I want to be like that. I want to be like you, like thinking of specific things that I'm admiring. So where do you feel like you, um, like, what are your thoughts on the, when I grow up kind of feeling of like, what does that come up for you? Do you think like you should, everyone has their own path? How much should you like rely on? you know, trying to follow who goes before you, all of that. What
1: do you think on that? Yeah. So I I do, I think about that actually a lot because I, and and I spend more time assisting, mentoring. It's funny that we're talking about this because I feel like I spend more time, I'll, I'll say like with my girls or with the younger generation in my family, I will spend a lot of time, I think, Helping them figure out their glow up. Mm-hmm. Right. But it, it's funny you're saying this because I'm when, when we talked about this initially, I was like, all right, so what am I gonna think about my glow up? <laughs> right? Like it's what? so easy to put your energy to see the potential and the beauty and the value, right? And try and nurture that in somebody else. Mm-hmm. And so I do a lot of that, but I'm I'm appreciating this conversation because I have not put a lot of that into me, right? Into saying, "What about when you? Well, what about you?" So the you know the same way that you put energy into someone else, we really should think about putting energy into ourselves. I will say this probably full transparency as I'm thinking about it, making me say to myself, "So maybe what am I avoiding?" Mm-hmm right? By putting all this energy into other people, but not putting it into me. And I mean, literally in this moment, Kirsten, I'm having this, okay, so Jennifer, what might you be avoiding that you're not putting that energy back into you, right? What could you be doing if you took that energy that you're putting out and yeah. brought it back internal? Right. And so I, I don't not believe that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do and, you know, leaning in where I'm supposed to lean, but actually thinking about it. Yeah. Right. Like intentionally thinking about me is something yeah. that I really don't know that I've done well. And so now I'm challenging myself. Right. Like really think uh, about you and your yeah. life.
0: Yeah.
1: No. And that okay. you don't always have to put all your energy into other lives. Right. Ours is just as important. Like, cause you know, they say like all, all these sort of platitudes, they say like, if you're not okay, the people around you aren't going to be okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. And how good you are will radiate out to other people. So there's a feeling I have, but I don't want to put a lot of energy into thinking about it and articulating it and maybe cultivating it for myself. Right,
0: right. So I'm going to challenge you. Let me me put my coach hat on. Yes. And I want us all to do this, okay? So here's what I'm challenging you to do. If you're more of a verbal processor, I'm a very verbal processor. So I just want you to get the juices flowing and not judge yourself. And so like, you can say when I glow up, if you want, if you want to be trending cool or when I grow up, I want when I grow up to, you know, just start listing off, you know, on repeat, either in a voice memo or in, you know, you can go ahead and send it to someone that you care about That will have your back, but it doesn't need to be for anyone else. If you're a verbal processor, go ahead and just start, set the timer for five minutes and just say, when I grow up. And then here's the thing we're not gonna wait till what what does that even mean anyway? We're not gonna wait. We're gonna notice what came out of us Mm -hmm. and we're gonna start to cultivate that. But the assignment is. By next week at this time, I want us all to have done that. Let's say you're not a verbal processor like me. You could like draw, you could write it down, you could journal it. But I think it's really important. I found a lot of success in when I take the time. And oftentimes I don't do that. I don't take the time and keep the boundaries around that time. This would literally take 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. So let's do it. Let's be accountable to each other next week by this time. Let's have it. I I would love to hear from you, Jen. And then I want to hear from other people too, what came up or like what was surprising. And like, don't judge yourself. Just like go. You don't have to share anything with anyone. It's just going to turn the light bulb on. Or like turn your attention to what's coming up in you. Mm -hmm. You might not even notice. Right, right. Because like as soon as sometimes like we as soon as we don't even let ourselves say it or you know if there's a if it's coming up there's a reason. I really
1: that's right. Mm -hmm.
0: When you and I sit down for coffee and get real deep, the things I want at my core. And I'm embarrassed to say, right? Or like it feels vulnerable or like whatever. Maybe this sounds weird, but type thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The things I want at my core and the things you want at your core are different. Right. And that's how it's supposed to be. Right. Yes.
1: Right? Yes. yes. Yeah. But you know, I, I like what you were just saying, Kirsten, about letting it rise up, right? And, and finding the place, you know, what I've learned to call finding your tribe right? That safe space where you can say that thing that sounds so vulnerable, right? Because we do need to also give it breath, Uh right? Because sometimes it it doesn't need to stay inside. It needs to have air, right? It needs to be put into the universe
0: so it can happen.
1: But we need to have that place that we feel okay Uh saying it so that somebody's not going to like squash the dream, question the dream, put a question mark in you, yeah. about what you just said, right? Because there are a lot of people who kind of do that, like they'll hear it and then they want to fix it or tweak yeah. it or, but that was mine, right? Like that was whatever mine was. And just help me, like, just help me nurture it, mm-hmm. right? I, I don't need you to wordsmith it or edit it or tell me how it could be better or how it's not going to work, yeah. right? But that place, that safe space where you can say, so it's funny because, you know, after, after my husband passed away and you start dealing with grief, and man, you think the craziest thing sometimes, right? And so, oh, yeah. and so, right? and so I, I have talked about finding that core group of people that I say, I can say my seven buckets of crazy, right? mm-hmm. like you could say whatever comes, like you said, whatever comes up, Yeah. because whatever comes up, I feel like we, there's a reason it, it, it bubbled up. Yeah. Right. And it didn't bubble up for us to swallow it back down. Right. Right. It bubbled up for us to bring it out. And then even the exercise you're talking about here, so I'm, I'm, I'm appreciating that because I'm even thinking to myself, like how many times did I maybe let something bubble up and did swallow it back down, uh-huh. right? Versus, because maybe it was scary to me. Now I just talked about fear, right? Do it with free. Yeah. Maybe it was uncomfortable to me. It was unfamiliar right. to me. It felt strange to me. And so it was easier to just kind of push it back down. right? When in essence, if we can find that place and maybe, like you said, maybe it's writing, maybe it's journaling, yes. maybe, maybe you don't tell anybody, Like maybe yes. your safe space is your space. Yes. Right? Yes. But bring it out. There's something that you do on your website that I appreciate. And I think it's on the post-testing. You ask the question and I'm going to, I'm going to say it wrong, but you know, you'll know what I'm talking about. You ask the question, what do you want to feel? And there's these time frames you put on it. Like, A day, a month, a year. I I think, like, there's you know, I'm talking about that section. Yeah, I have learned to really appreciate that Mm because it's easy to think about, oh, what do I want tomorrow?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. What what do I want to feel a week from now? But when you start saying, like, what do you want to feel a month from now? Or and then a year, yeah, for that's amazing to me. When sometimes I'll go, let me go further, like, it's the short, the short one is fine, but. Like yeah. sometimes when you're in like a weird space or a challenge space, it, you get locked in
0: survival. But mm-hmm. right? in essence, yeah.
1: yeah. And you're just like, I just got to get by, get through this. But sometimes the dream of tomorrow could be very important, oh, yeah. right? To help us deal with the struggle of today. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I love that section of your of the oh. website.
0: Well, thank you. Um, Yes. And I have been, you know, we all have different things that come up at different levels and it's not a competition, right? So it's like, um, you know, I've been through some health stuff and whenever I'm kind of talking about part of my story or something, someone's like, oh, you know, has this complaint about, you know, the neighbor or something. And I was like, it's okay competition like all, right. it's okay to oh have gosh, feelings. and I have been kind of like you know going through a couple things recently and what keeps on coming up to me is like what's the long game Kirsten what's the long game like always we need to zoom back out and say like right. what's the big picture what's the long game mm-hmm. and I say that to somewhat like naturally I'm like a go getter let's go let's go naturally like I think it's really important to check in with ourselves and I've had some like awesome coaching myself too to help with that like know yourself and I know that like that's my go 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 like action 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 and some people need to do a little more of that but we have mm-hmm. to know ourselves right. mm-hmm. we have to say, okay what's happening and then okay, what's the long game here? And that's what's just been in my spirit so much lately. Uh, It's just like, okay, but what's the long game? And that, and it's always the long game.
1: Right. And the the other thing is that like, we can also acknowledge. So if I were to really kind of think back about myself in some Mm -hmm. of the, like the deeper, darker troubling times, right? Like that early grief maybe it was, maybe my longing was tomorrow. Right. Right. And then as, as you sort of move through it, maybe, and so maybe at that point, so, because I, I don't want people listening to it to go, oh, it's so easy. Like they say it's so easy to just look at the long game, right? So it, it's all relative. Mm-hmm. So if you're in, like, if you're in, in the thick of it, like, as they say, if you're in the thick of it, maybe tomorrow is your long game. Yeah and that's okay, get to tomorrow. But when you move past that, acknowledge it, and now maybe your end game is next week, right? And then when you get past that, maybe your end game is a month. So don't let the end game, because you you can't think about a year from now, because I remember there was a time I couldn't possibly have thought about a year from now. But the end game could be, if it's a day, then let it be a day. If it's a month, but keep pushing yourself, right? Like keep being aware, of yep. your evolution and let yourself evolve yeah. Right, as opposed to staying stuck. So the end game shifts, but right. let it shift. Don't let ourselves get so locked in. Well, I, I'm stuck here. So I can only think about tomorrow. Just, so you, you've yourself. been getting my tomorrows for a while. So maybe it's time to think about a week. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, and so like really kind of shifting and moving it as we grow and come out of some of the troubling times.
0: Right. I'm so glad you said that because, yeah, isn't that the truth? There's times when I am just, like, in it for whatever reason. I feel things pretty big, and that's a blessing. And also, it can feel, like, really hard sometimes. And like you said, like, laugh, right, repeat. You know, there's been times where, no, if someone says, like, oh, Kirsten, think about the long game right now. Like, screw you. <laughs> <laughs> need to, like... <laughs> Have a moment here. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so like what oh, man, I'll have to look of what um I was listening to a podcast with a couple of doctors and talking about the stress. The problem is when the stress gets stuck in our lives.
1: Oh my
0: god. The story they told is <laughs> I love I just can picture this story, so I'm gonna just retell it real quick. So they said, like, okay, thank if you just outrun, it's so weird to think about in these times, so you just outran a hippo, okay? So apparently they can run pretty fast and whatever. Yes. Just outran a hippo. It doesn't end there. It ends at you running into your friend's house, slamming the door, and giving them like a hug or a high five or like <gasps> right, letting it out. Right. And so like that is what is also really important. And I really have loved, you know, kind of educating myself a little bit on that, that like, we need to have practices to let the stress out. So do you have any practices or things that you do, or that you feel, or you allow yourself, um, that you think has helped you and that's resourceful for you to kind of get through just,
1: The hardest of hard things. Yeah. So, you know, coming out of some of those harder times, I I have to admit, I did get into a lot of the mindfulness. It took me a while to get there. Like, I I was the person, I remember my first mindfulness class I went to. And we're laying on the mat, and they're talking about doing this breathing and this long breathing. The two things I remember so distinctly was one, They're breathing too loud and it's getting on my nerves. (laughs) And two, I remember thinking, literally, I'm going like this. Can you come on? Like, can you hurry up? And then, honestly, I went, that's the point. The fact that I'm saying, can you hurry up? Is the point that says this is where you're supposed to be. Because you're supposed to figure out how to slow down. And so this will sound strange but I've I've really started to kind of accept like acceptance is a big thing so Mm -hmm. accept and acknowledge things that are happening so instead of trying to push them away Mm -hmm. and and it's been work like let me say it has been work doing this but almost saying like if if you're feeling something so I'll just use grief because that was mine if the grief was showing up instead of pushing away from it almost sitting next to it and acknowledging it. And then as strange as it sounds, having that conversation, like, so you're here for a reason. I'm not sure what the reason is, but I acknowledge that you're here for a reason. It has, it's still worked to this day, but I do a lot of sort of accepting and acknowledging, or maybe it's acknowledge and accept, maybe it's in that order. Acknowledge it because it's real, it's happening. Yeah, and so I can try to run away from it, Mm -hmm. but so in that run away from it example, I will say this: there would be times when I would do something, I would have a really good time, and as a matter of fact, I'll use your house name as an example, Kirsten. There was an evening that we all went to your house, and I I think it was our grief group, and we were just in your and we were having a good time, and we were laughing and talking. And I'm not gonna lie to you, when I got back in the car. That grief swept over me so quickly. And I said, it was like, I was sitting in the car waiting for me.
0: Yeah.
1: And so it was, go ahead. I'm going to let you out of this so you can breathe for a little while. You can exhale yeah. for a little while. But also, I want you to acknowledge that I'm not gone. You're I'm not still gone. here. I'm not, the, the grief saying, I'm not gone. I'm still part uh-huh. of right. who you are. Yeah. Right. But I'm also not going to take over your life. Right. And so for me, just when it shows up in the strangest times, me just kind of going, okay, you're here. Um, It sounds so simplistic, but it's not easy to kind of look at your challenges. As a matter of fact, my niece, one of my nieces, we've just been in conversation because she's talking about just having some mental health struggles, really having to do with like anxiety and depression and the pandemic and raising twin boys and she's a teacher and they've got to go like all that right so she's she has finally acknowledged to me like i'm struggling Mm -hmm. and so just one of the things we just talked about yesterday was accept that things are going to feel hard Mm -hmm. accept that every day is not going to feel easy accept Mm -hmm. that whatever it is right so acknowledge it Mm -hmm. and then move on from it as opposed to i shouldn't why right. am I right? All those things that are not helpful. Yeah. And so again, like I said, it's work. I don't mean to say it like it's super simple because it's not, but it has been effective for me.
0: Yeah. I love that. And this is the second time it's come up in my mind. So I'm going to say it. Um, one of my friends who's a PhD therapist and turned artist, uh, shout out to Christine Boris. She drew something gorgeous and put it on Instagram and it said, what we resist persists. And yeah. like that's twice when you've been talking about that for me. It's mm-hmm. like, yep. Yeah. If we're like so uh, muscling through the resistance, we're not acknowledging it. Like you said, and be like, Hey, I see you there. Right. <laughs> and at first, like, it's just like taking the baby steps, you know, yes. yeah. it's like this with exercise. It's like this with dealing with, um, grief or anxiety or, you know, whatever it is, we all have our stuff. Um, and I think it's kind of cool to like step outside of it and say like, I see you there, but I'm not going to, like you said, like run. you're not going to run the show and things like that. And it's funny that you said <laughs> the breathing thing <laughs> because I, you know, with my, you know, different cancer journey stuff, have uh, really at first, the first time people mentioned these, like, in my mind, I'm very sciencey, very researched by nature. But it's interesting. So if you're not where Gemini are in this way, it's okay. We I was very much like, that sounds absurd. <laughs> what you're saying right there, like, so I had thyroid cancer, and that's in my neck. And so I've had some like people say to me, this means X, Y, and Z, like that you're not speaking your voice. And I'm like, girl, do you know how much I talk? But she's like, that's different. different. It's not the quantity. It's like speaking your truth. Yeah. Yeah. And at first I really resisted that. And here I am putting it out on the podcast. So make fun of me all you want, but it's, I'm starting to believe like, okay, some of this stuff, is not I can see how it can be true like it gets you know it our mind body connection is crazy um, and
1: it's so real
0: and it's real it is real okay so let's end that a little bit lighter no let's shake it out inhale exhale drop your shoulders down let's get some belly breath going expanding through your cage and not having it so much in the chest because we're we're here to like Okay, yes, we see the hard stuff, but like once in a while, let's take all the bricks out of the backpack and let's dance it out. So let's end with kind of like a Peter Pan feeling thing. And I think it's Peter Pan. I don't know. Um, Never grow up. Is that from Peter Mm -hmm. Pan? Mm -hmm.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Um, So what ways, and maybe I'll even put myself on the spot. I'm not going to promise anything. But what what ways would you say, that you'd be like, okay, never grow up if that's for you or for everyone in this area or in this way. What do you think? Yeah. So I'm, I'm
1: going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a quick little story and I'll give you the answer. So yeah. When, when I turned, so you know you're in your 20s and you feel super young and you, know, like you love your 20s. When I turned 30, Pearson, every birthday from my 30s to my 40s, I wore black. Oh. And every... On every single birthday of my 30s. People were saying to me, like, by the time I hit 38 or 39, I was going to be, like, in a veil and, like, gloves. (laughs) Like, I just hated every birthday of my 30s. And then I hit 40, and I went, wait a second. Like, there, there was sort of a shift in me. And let me tell you, when I hit 50, game changing. So for me, when I think about it, I don't think about, like, Being young, I think about being youthful, right? Because that's really what I want my feeling to be. My body will continue to age. And even my mind will continue to age. What I want is to embody the spirit of youthfulness. I want to have that youthful feeling. So that for me, that's my Peter Panish. is just go ahead and keep aging. But how do I feel youthful? How do I live a youthful life and, and a youthful existence?
0: Oh my gosh, that's so incredible. All I can think of my grandma's secret, I miss her so, so much. There's still times where I go to call her and I'm like, I can't call her. (laughs) So who do I call instead? Like, this is a grandma's secret moment. Um, And she, like, whenever we would, we would all congregate at our house, you know, in the summers, like everyone would camp. We have like a ton of property there. And um, she would always, like, I was always amazed by her from, you know, all my life. But one of the things that just rings a bell for me is, like, her how she personified, like, youthfulness. Yeah. And yeah. it did not matter. It did not matter. It was like, I would always say, Grandma stays up with us until 2 a.m. When I was in my 20s, I'd be like, Grandma stays up until 2 a.m., And then
1: she's the first one up digital. Yes. There's still the age part of us because I'll do the same thing. Like I want to stay up and hang out with the with all the young people. And then I'm up at six o'clock in the morning, like, I gotta go to Walmart and get stuff so I can get (laughs) breakfast. But like first one up and out the door in the morning. But I still wanna I love still the hanging out part of it. Yeah,
0: that's so true. And it's just you're right, it's the feeling. Like we're going back to the feeling. Like, what is the feeling? I've said this. A bunch of times in workouts. It's like, okay, it can be different based on the day. And so I want us all to think, like, what is the feeling we want right now? And, like, let's give ourselves a taste of that. Like, let's start acting how we want to feel. Uh, Because there's like biofeedback. Like, as soon as you start smiling, I see Mm -hmm. you smiling, Mm -hmm. like, like, feedback matters. And we can do that for ourselves too. Like, so as soon as you start smiling and acting how you want to feel a little bit, and that's not like the whole, that's like, we spent a whole podcast talking about acknowledging the grief. That's not to say we don't have the grief there too. Like there's a space for that too. Like we're acknowledging that and saying like, okay, but also we can give ourselves a taste of, Whatever youthfulness feels like to you, embody that and like do a little bit of that
1: today. Yep, yep. And it's a continuum, Kirsten. Remember that like sad and happy are on the same continuum. You can't have happy without knowing what sad is, and you can't have sad without knowing what happy is. Right? So they do. They exist on the same plane. Yeah. And so you can actually still be sad and still laugh at something. Right, you could be frustrated and still find pleasure in something. Why? Because they go together; they're not mutually exclusive. And so you're right. Even in the midst of whatever's bothering you, you can still feel joyful, Mm -hmm. and you can still find something to smile at. Right? Just as even if you don't even laugh, you can still find something to smile at. Because even that right gives you that that feedback. Like when the muscles of your face sort of come up, like it makes your body know something. You don't even know what it is, but like something is feeling better, like whatever that uh, chemical is, right, that gets released.
0: All the the happy hormones bring them our way. Our body knows what to do, and so sometimes it knows it has to sit there. Like I said earlier, if someone says, play the long game Kirsten, when I'm having a moment, my, like, if I check in with myself, I know what I have to do. I have to like do whatever I have to do. Right. I have to cry. Right. I have to go for a run. I have to call yeah. a friend. Yeah. I can, you know. So listen to this podcast and get inspired by your words. That's right. That's right. Thank you so, so much for being here. You are such a light. And I know everyone that you come in context life. And I just want like to acknowledge and thank you for that. And thank you for showing up for others. And I want us to remember of our homework assignment. <laughs> that we that I want you to show up for yourself too.
1: Right, right. Yes. Yep. And it's a I practice. Appreciate that. Thank you.
0: And it's a practice. It's not that's not a one a, of that thing.
1: That's right. That's right. Life is a practice.
0: Mm-hmm. And we're here for the practice. And I mean, I just I just so appreciate you and I thank you for sharing your life with us, sharing part of your story with us today. And I know it's really going to help people. And I think the level of insight this podcast has, like I've done this with different, you know, pieces of research, podcasts, books, whatever it is, that like at different seasons in your life, you will pick up on different things. Right, right. So maybe it's you write down the episode number that this is and come back to it in a few months and I can promise you you're going to get something else from it. You're going
1: to hear something else. Right. Yep. It. Yeah. 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 And there's one one quick thing here so I want to share with you. Yes. There, there is a piece of Japanese art called Kintsugi. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but I, I would love for people to look this up. It's called Kintsugi K-I-N-T S-U-G-I It's okay. a Japanese art and basically what it is is that it's a a bowl that has broken and they put it back together using precious metals typically gold and so then essentially the bowl ends up being more beautiful and having Mm -hmm. more value because you can see where it was broken and put back together and so if you ever if you can look it up the bowls are beautiful but it's such a metaphor right for for yourself or that we live with that transparency, that my broken hearts put back together, make me an even more beautiful being. And so if you can see it, it's, it's Kintsugi, K-I-N-T-S-U-G-I.
0: Oh, I've heard of that before. I didn't know if that's where you're going, but the way you tell stories, girl, you're coming back on the podcast because it just, it sounds so good from your lips. So good job, that is so true, I love that. Thank you, you're a star, you rock. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Making Changes You Love To Live With podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe. It's completely free. And share this with a friend. You never know when you could just make their day. All of this is free. Have a great day and I'll talk to you next week.